Hello and welcome to the Chopper House. I'm Tom. This is episode two of the interview series with Josh Copley. Uh, Josh is an, is training as an accountant, and we got him on during kind of the graduation period uh, that universities go through earlier in July. And we're going to be talking about his life and routines after university. I hope you enjoy your time at the Chopper House. Everyone is welcome, and you can leave your shoes on as we never know when we need to take the next step into the unknown. I knew I wouldn't be a pro back in 2018 when I was in Spain and I saw Charles Page come down a mountain next to me and realized it didn't matter how fast or how fit I got, I didn't have the skill he had to come down a hill, uh, come down a mountain in the same way. Probably about a month in, when it all catches up with them, body clocks change, suddenly you're at a desk and it's tired in a different way. Not at the moment, you know, you kind of, you break the back of it, but, and now you're kind of in a routine and you don't get tired working at a desk. Welcome to the Chopper House, Josh. How are you Thank doing? You know, yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. It looks like a, you know, a house I'd have wanted to be in, given who's in it. Okay, back in my time at uni so very bit envious of that i'll be honest but nice yeah have me on the podcast cheers i mean yeah it's the you know it's a it's a full community so that that's what i want it to get to at some point because you know you can extend that chopper house atmosphere into other people and um that's kind of where we want to go to because it was such bounce with those with those guys and um you know, we're all cyclists and we're choppers, so it, it all worked out like that. So, um, yeah, sorry to make you that envious. And uh, yeah, I was. I saw you boys living together, and I went, "That is, yeah, I'd have quite something." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed out on that um, sports house at uni. You know, played hockey, cycled, you know, but never did quite that sports house that you know have the reputations, rightly or wrongly, but are just great places to be in some elements and you know the one thing i missed you can help each other with with each other's goals can't you really i mean you can do that in some respects and across fields but you know when you understand the person that you're living with and trying to help them out and their their troubles it it hits a bit different so yeah Yeah. my final year i was in like a hockey house so a little bit of a hockey house we all did economics as well and that's just where everyone just it's not quite the same. Helping each other out with a problem is not the same as helping people out with a, you know, sports issue. It's yeah. Oh, my bike's wrong. How do I fix it? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But it's um, essays. No. Essays. Yeah, I think because we've got in my house next year, we've got three sports scientists. Nice. Um, one, one's a final year, and then one's the same course as me. Um, and then we're all athletes to some degree so uh yeah i think it'll be quite a nice atmosphere to to push on but uh we did we did miss you as the the lead for for the for the club though i I can't lie (laughs) i'm sure zach did a great job and everyone else um yeah he he did a good he did a good job but it 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 was probably too professional compared to what you could could have dealt with Uh, i think i think you know what he from what I saw, he did a good job, and from what I'd wanted to go, he just was more organised than I was. I just was on a bit of a whim and a prayer, and if we're honest, it was all about 
making sure I could get to bike races and enough bike races took place for the uni that a little bit selfishly, I was sort of there really until you boys, you boys kind of turned up all at the same time, you know, you yeah. a year later um, than the others. But that was such an influx that you guys probably didn't realize. And we also merged the triathlon and cycling. Yeah. There were only ever the kind of three or four of us around, two of us really raced. Um, so it's always like trying to get people together. And then you had this influx, suddenly you're on 10 or 12 people. And that's huge. We could do the club rides, we could get bikes in we could get everything together and i just loved all that genuinely just yeah. as i was leaving I went damn <laughs> just missed it out just missed it yeah yeah, had, yeah a year where it worked but it had to go you know what yeah. i missed it never mind because yeah. i think next year we're we're going to target that beginner and trying to build up just spend a year just targeting all beginners and being quite welcome with that way because you know with all of us being quite established in our sports, it got quite professional quite quick. So a lot of people did miss out on on those rises, you said, just to learn, learn the sport and get involved. Um, so I think that's where it's going to go next year. Less performance, but more get people involved in trying and try and cycling. Yeah, and cycling is one of those where you can get people in and within, within a few months, you can get them to a point where they can go do those longer club rides not you know the massive ones not the quite the speed but enough to go to sorry yeah. to windsor coffee stop back exactly then, yeah. then you want to go do your city miles you do that afterwards or you do it before or yeah. you know do a lap while everyone's at the calf just works yeah. yeah what what we established as well is that it's quite useful to have the cafe on the campus so okay we, yeah so i quite i kind of noticed like we don't stop at the hideout very often, but they've got good coffee and they've got, you know, decent amount of quality food. So, you know, if we stop there or if we either met there before the ride or stopped there afterwards, um, you know, we'd, we'd expose lycra clad individuals to, to the uni, appearing and yeah, vanishing. Exactly. You know, bright kit, turn up, team sorry kit and, you know, no. actually get, getting people to look at us so um good idea good idea yeah. actually um you can feel the eyes you can feel the eyes it's uh yeah 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 but you know <laughs> you gotta be confident in what you're wearing and go from there exactly yeah the yellow yellow can't hide so uh yeah that really can't hide no obviously you finished uni last year yeah like on past this year's current graduate uh graduates and they yeah. will just finish. So it's quite, it's quite timely that I've got you on, to be honest. It's, it's quite a, is it quite a big jump from finishing uni to into normal life afterwards? Like, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shock. I think especially if you're on a course where you haven't got a lot of contact time. Like I, economics is kind of, you, you put in the hours. There's no question about it, especially in the run-up to finals. You're putting in those hours. But you can do them when you want to do them. You've got your... I think so. It was eight to fourteen contact hours a week over five days. Not really a lot. If you want to go do your, you know, your revision at midnight, go do it at midnight. If you want to hang out with your mates for lunch at two in the afternoon, go do it. I work a nine to five in accountancy now, and it is a nine to five thirty hours commute each side, and that that flexibility's gone. So that's quite a shock um, to the yeah. system. I think and getting into a routine is quite 
hard to establish quite often, isn't it? Yeah, I think also what's scary, so let's say you guys are out cycling, revising, and you want to meet a friend. You can do all those things on one day. Sorry, yeah, you can wake up, go for a bike run in the morning, meet a friend for lunch, coffee, go revise in the evening, or whatever way around you want to do it. That all works. When you've got a job, you're doing one of those things a day. So if I want to go meet, if I want to go see three friends, that's suddenly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, gone. And that's also really intense socially because you're going, you've got to work your job and then you've got to see someone and then you're back late and you're up early. And that's fine, but you've got to crack that routine. You've got to get ahead of it and don't let it bite you in the backside. Um, so that's quite a wake-up call. And a lot of people get quite tired, probably about a month in, when it all catches up with them, body clocks change, suddenly you're at a desk and you're tired in a different way. Not at the moment, you know, you kind of, you break the back of it, but... You've got that adrenaline running that you can you, still run on that a little bit. At the start, and now you're kind of in a routine and you don't get tired yeah. working at a desk, but the first month, your head, you're picking up so much information that you're coming home and you're feeling drained just of the information that's been pumped into you. You know, everything's new. You've got to be on top form. You're in a new environment. All the things that... Learning as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've liked it, you know. The transition was tough, but it'd be worth it. And I had to reassess my goals, I think, as well. Um, you know, I decided at Christmas that, I, that cycling was no longer for me. Um, no longer at the level I'd... Um, I, that, that boat, if you like, had, that boat had sailed. Um, I wanted to follow my professional career. Um, and my professional career has got exams alongside it outside. And I was realizing that I couldn't keep up with everyone who was racing. And I wasn't quite prepared to drop to be a fourth cat to go race. Um, in a bit. No one wants that. (laughs) And they were snobby. That's completely snobby from me. Um, I didn't like the idea of finishing the job, finishing revision, starting training at what would be eight o'clock to train for two hours to still get my head kicked in at the weekend, probably scrape enough points to never drop below. Maybe just to go over and be a second cat every year, but never win anything. It's just like, and I just went, I can't bother for this. Um, I, my head, my head had gone. Um, I'd pushed it. I pushed it pretty tough, pretty close. And Yeah. Yeah, well, it was from from my perspective, like outside looking in, it looked to be quite a tough time, you know, with with the condition that you had. Like, I don't want to touch on it too much because, you know, um, I know you would have put a lot of energy to put that behind you and kind of start looking forwards because you don't want to bring that up every every two seconds. So, um, but like you, you, I guess you had that questioning quite early, so it's been. So you didn't have that going into your career. Like it, it wasn't a shock that you wanted to stop cycling before, before yeah, your career. I think there were two things. I, I knew I wouldn't be a pro back in 2018 when I was in Spain and I saw Charles Page come down a mountain next to me. And it didn't matter how fast or how fit I got, I didn't have the skill he had to come down the hill. Uh, coming on a mountain in the same way, and there's a you can you can teach that to some element, but I didn't have it. Um, 
and that was a big thing. And also, I just failed. I hadn't failed. I got half decent A levels, but I'd missed out on the university I wanted to go to because I blew my A levels because I cycled too much. And the first six months of my job, I recognised that the same thing was happening again. I did the same thing first year of uni. Um, I did the same thing for not second year uni. I'd worked it out. What I said, ride ride too much. Yeah, that's ride too much and fail the big exams when they matter. Yeah. And the first six months of work, I was still trying to ride my bike and I wasn't focusing on my exams. And the first time the pattern recognition finally clicked and I went, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be a good cyclist, I can't train as much. I'm gonna lose my I won't might not lose my job, but I'm not gonna do very well at my job. And suddenly I'm gonna be a bad cyclist and a bad and have a bad career. And neither of those things Sometimes you have to you sacrifice be, one. You don't want to be showing the, the bingo ground, do you? Yeah. No, exactly. There's a um, dangerous path. There's an alley. Imagine I was, I was standing at the docks and there are two boats. There's a boat to be a pro cyclist and there's a boat to have a proper career. And the boat to be that pro cyclist had gone. And I'm standing on the dock and the boat to have a career is about to leave. And if I don't make a decision... I'm not having either of these things. So my, I decided that I'm going all in. Now, don't get me wrong. I still play hockey. I still run. And I go to that the gym. Good. That was going to um, be my next question. How are you kind of satisfying your, uh, your need for that competition and uh, keeping that? Because, you know, it's, it's important to be focused on your work, but you need that escape either in creating stuff or just, you know, just getting out of you via, via sport. Um, yeah yeah so i still support a massive part of my life and will always be um i love i'm not a very pretty or good runner um that's not you know it just i mean your hunch your hunchback when you're hockey anyway so yeah yeah but i i run like a duck with my feet turned out um which is an awful thing to watch but when you're running on your own and it's like those zone two rides you slow it down have some music in I just don't care about anything in the world and you can think and you can't pull your phone out because now you're running and it's, you know, you just can't. Um, Bouncing all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, you have to switch off. Um, And I love it. I love it. And I don't like to go out and try and smash out of time. I like to go and go do 40 minutes at a nice, comfortable pace and just think about the world. That's what I love. Um, And the gym's good. The gym's a little bit of a change up as well. And I feel, I love hockey, you know. It's a cracking sport. Like that com- camaraderie and just the speed of it as well is is quite is quite thrilling in itself. Like yeah, I think also and this is going to throw your cycling podcast a little bit because now you can get very good, but very few people are having a career in hockey, and even fewer are funding a lifestyle in hockey. That the, the this, the pressure to do well is not there. Um, there's more, if you're not doing well, mate, just playing a different team this week. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and the social side is a much bigger aspect. And I like that. Um, I am, you know, don't get me wrong. I found a club that I really like and I am going to try and push to be in the team above because I'm still a competitive person. But That never leaves anyone. No, we were doing, uh, you'll love this, we were doing fitness on Monday and while I'm not yeah well I'm not as fit as I used to be yeah 
I think I worked out a skill to just kind of, to you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast will have the same skill. They can just flip a switch and just let a session happen without having to be bothered about the pain. You can smile through it. And I, for the first time in a while, I found that switch again. But I found it in front of 25 people who didn't know I cycled. And I looked like a madman. Um, <laughs> and not, you were one of those kids at school that liked, that liked the fitness. I love the fitness. Uh, but I love it for all the wrong reasons. But like every time we're going to sprint, you know, everyone's got probably have their head down, you know, or looking forward to it. And I'm like, I'm going to be slow, but I'm going to smile. I'm going to jump up, you know, before I get going. And, you know, there's a bit of, you know, people, people crack when they see that. So it's not the nicest thing. You've got to be very careful. But I absolutely, I love, I love that part of fitness. And I love the fact I've got this switch that can just go, I'm not thinking about this anymore. Uh, you know, is, is you know, that when you've got, you've got someone next to you as well, just to. Oh, just you've to... got someone next to you. Yeah. But I had, and now it's only a fitness session, but you know those pre race nerves where you're almost sick to your stomach? Because it was 25 people and it's a competitive environment, it was a race, it was a competition. And because. So you're still tapping into those same, same kind of mental process you had on the bike. and you know. Yeah, yeah, completely. But. Unlike on the bike where you knew how the course was going to go, you knew who was good. I didn't know anyone, level of fitness. And I didn't even know the session. The coach was like, all right, boys, come on over. This is what's going on. And like the jitters were there. And a little bit was like... There's something cool about that, man. Like, yeah. From my perspective, that, that'll never leave me. You know, when you go and do another sport and someone else is in control and they just turn up two minutes before you go and do it and they tell you what to do. And... You know, that just hits different. And, you know, that's what I missed about doing the other sports when I was younger. Um, yeah. Just that in- instinctual nature of just turning up and doing it. Um, you didn't you know, know the session. There might have been, there probably was a plan. If you'd have been smart enough to clock it, you'd have worked out the plan. Yeah. Um, but you still turn know. up and you go and love it and you get excited for what might happen. And it's yeah. just, you lose that in so many ways in all different parts. Mm. I think also, as you know, as you don't, as you're not quite as fit. Hockey's kind of you're on, you max out for a couple of minutes, then you're off. But if you're not, oh, fit, you're off. You know, I play up front, so you're kind of rolling the yeah. subs on. Um, if you're not as fit, you kind of you're off a little bit earlier. You're on the bench a little bit longer. No one's really noticing. No one's really having a go at you. You just kind of you're all in it. Um, yeah. I love that. Absolutely love that about the sport um, how long how many times like are you going to the gym and playing hockey to, to it, even though like you say you might lose a monday tuesday wednesday during the week or is it is it quite fluid even though you're in that routine or? Uh, if if it's up to me i'll be at hockey twice a week i'll try and hit the gym once or twice and i'll try and run now that says that's sounds like i'm doing something five times a week if i get three out of myself, of those five, I'll be impressed. And that'll normally be a... Hockey is very set. It's kind of Monday, Wednesday. So that's really easy to do. And then if work runs over or something goes wrong, the first thing that's going out at the moment, you know, the first thing that's thrown is the fitness. When you kind of, you know, you're cycling, you're at uni, all that stuff, the fitness stays. That's almost, for me, that was always a core mentally that had to take place. 
and now it... you have to be able to do anything at any time yeah yeah I, I always knew if i ever lost my routine i had to print off i had an if i ever lost my routine mentally my head went i had an a4 sheet of paper on my laptop that had the week split out into half hours i had to print it off i had to fill it in and i had to stick to it and wow. within within 48 hours i'd be right as rain again every wow. time and my mum my mum noticed that with me um she She'd often call up and go, I'd often call up and go, feeling down, I'm feeling down. She went, and she'd go, have you got a list to do? Have you got to do, have you got a to-do list? Have you got a plan? I went, no. She went, of course not. Every time. Same conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to write it down. It's another thing to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. But I found to some extent, if I could do one day, two days, the rest of the week became easy. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, uh, a few people on here might know me, but you know, a lot of people won't. If I'm planning something, I live my life currently on my phone calendar. So, like me and Tom set this meeting up a month ago, and I and then I, and I, then I go and mess it up on the first few occasions that he set, um, which is you know, which is me. That's just, but that's kind of working life. If I was at uni, be jumping on the next session really easily, and it would be. You know, be like, oh yeah, don't worry, I'll revise at ten till twelve or something. But now I've actually got to be in bed by eleven thirty because I'm up at six. You know, in oh. six and a half hours. You were one of those people that were were on six, you know, six and a half hours sleep when when we were talking about it. Yeah, you could. You were always like, you can you can survive on seven. I'm like, nah, nah, can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My but, my parents uh, brought me up on the and it, anyone can have this. They told me you can have everything you want. As long as none of those things are sleep, <laughs> and I, I remember like it was only said once or twice, but it always stuck with me. And it's just kind of this, you know, you just. How, how do they mean by that? I think it's just if you, if you want, if you want the social life, and now they won't. This isn't about performance sport because then you've got to rest and everything else. But if you want to socialize, you want to revise, you want the career, and you want to sleep fourteen hours a day you won't have enough time. But if you sleep six or if you sleep eight uh, instead, you'll be fine. Um, you can fit it in. It does happen. But I just remember laughing at it and going, that's a bit silly to say, but it makes you get out of bed in the morning, knowing that yeah. if you get out of bed... Obviously. Yeah, because yeah, an hour and a half's lighting of the Sunday is enough time to work out. Yeah. That's... That's an hour's core. That's half an hour's core and half hour run. And you know, I, I guess, that, like you said, that was the hardest thing going into your job. But I think that's the hardest thing coming out of education into life is is that routine. And yeah, yeah. For me, the education at A levels was just stopped, and then that was two years without routine. I was, you know, going to bed at midnight, getting up at nine, going on a ride at twelve, getting back at four, and it was just, you know, it, it was depressive. But throughout that time, I was questioning how do I fix this routine and yeah. you know a year later it's starting to come around and I'm starting to accept that you'd need a lot of planning and you need a lot of like before planning out my whole life was daunting at that point yeah. given that there wasn't much going on but equally to have everything planned out you're always told be, be spontaneous but if you have it planned out then maybe you can be a bit more spontaneous as it is yeah, yeah, I think if you have it planned, you can, and someone suggests something, 
you also know what can float and what can't. So training, revision, not so much socializing because there's people around that. They're all kind of floating events. They happen within a day or within a week. So if you go, let's do this now, it's like, yeah, let me just move these things around and we're done. Really easy. No issue at all. But that's kind of, that is false spontaneity to some extent. That's, um, but I've, that's, that's been It's me. like you, you've just done a hard, hard event that you can't, like, as you say, be fluid about then. And then you go and do something else that someone said 10 minutes ago. Then yeah. Even now that you know you've got free time because you've got nothing else going on and you've done all the ride and you've done everything, knowing that you don't maybe have to do that ride or gym in, in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's also working out which bits of you will be tired, if that makes sense. So if you're gonna go do that training ride and smash it out, you can sit in a you can sit out for lunch and have a chat with someone. You know, you'll you'll be tired, but you'll be fine. Put 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 your feet on their lap and that'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, but you might not be good enough to revise. So maybe you've got to revise, bike ride, socialise or those things they just the routine at uni but then post uni good luck good luck find it um for me what works i have to revise for exams and at uni at uni at uh god that's a long time ago at work and for me it is getting getting early revise before the day work day starts and when work finishes and then when you've done all the extra work that you promised someone you'd do so when work really finishes it like later than the time you cock out um, which you'll find if you start a job if you're ending when the time says you're meant to end you're not not working properly <laughs> um, yeah. that's the thing isn't it like with all this kind of lock, lockdown stuff and four day working weeks and stuff just condensing that time down people work more productively and, and can yeah, get that done before the time that they want to do it and, I think so but then you know are you still on a full five days oh, yeah yeah five days, days nine till five thirty every day sort of thing um and then but you'll make friends at work and this is the other thing and when yeah. your friends at work or your colleagues you know they are colleagues turn around and go and you see them struggling with a lot of work and they're not leaving sometimes you're close to them and you go and you kind of look at the watch and you go yeah right like what's what's your issue let me let me help because if because you know one day they're going to return it for you yeah. and you want to build up them chips <laughs> yeah be, be the nice guy at work but not give it out for free yeah yeah exactly um and you mentioned before like google calendar and the calendar on your phone like is there like a process that you found that works kind of setting that up like how do you organize each part of your life on that calendar to make it you know, visible and, and stand out so it catches your eye on each one and makes you excited for each one. Excited, Tom. Excited on that calendar. No. Um so I have I have a block every day of when work normally occurs as a pretty standard thing. Um and I have a block of revision and I have a allowance I put in for commuting. So then that every day lets me know the hours that I'm outside of my house. In, in a 24-hour period, I know when I'm outside my house. So when you turn around and go, and when you also turn around, when you turn around and go, can we do something? I've also put in all my annual leave. So all that's in there as well. 
So suddenly a moment's notice if we're on a call, I'm off on my on my headphones or I'll pull it off and go on speaker. I'll quickly see any day and be like, oh yeah, I just hold my finger down. And they're all colour coordinated, you know. Works in green, socialising is blue, um, revisions in purple for some reason. That's just how it is. Like, That's how I visualise it. Nice, nice colours, you know, not the F one's in orange, which doesn't feel right. I need to yeah. change that at some point. Yeah. But things like that, I just so I know at a moment's notice, yep, yeah, I'm free then, you know. Or so and so wants to meet me, or even those rough ideas that are just being thrown about, you know, the the ones you'd pencil in, just because you really you don't need all the information, you just need enough. You need enough to put a rough time slot in and go, yeah, I'll make that work. So that's what I do. Um, yeah. But I've spent ages trying to work out a process and then got myself a f- an iPhone and love the calendar on it. And my phone. Oh, have you always been an iPhone guy or is it? No, no, I've been as Android. No. Oh, it's, man, you've gone to the dark side, man. I know. Well, at uni, my final year, I went all in. I did the iPad, the iPhone. Oh. The... Sorry, I didn't do the iPhone. The iPhone happened first. I treated myself to that when I started work. That was my like final thing. I decided. I mean, they look nice, but yeah. I think if you're all in on the systems, it works. Sure. I hold my hands up. For me, for me, the calendar across every app that I touch every day makes makes it worthwhile that's yeah. that's what makes it worthwhile everything else is it's a phone it's a good camera it's you know nothing else is special three three, three good cameras or yeah two? or how many i don't know how many it's got two <laughs> yeah i i guess kind of one of the final things really to touch on then is i learned this the other day but um so i rode with charles the other day um yeah. After uni, you know, you've been in your house for three years, you've kind of set up your values with the housemates or you've been in a flat with random people and you've had to learn how to deal with people in, in different ways and set up a routine that works for you. And then most people after uni, whilst they're getting a job, you know, with the housing market as it is, they, they have to go home. Did, did you go home for a short time and then, and then move out later? Yeah, so I went home uh, for what would have been nine months I went home for. So about, yeah, about four months at which I was working for, kind of, and you're settling settling to work for the first two will breeze past at work. Um, I was quite fortunate that both my parents, when they came back from university, immediately moved out. They recognised the freedoms you have at university and not the freedoms you have at home, no matter how, you know, liberal or relaxed your parents are. Mine are great. I'll be honest, yeah. I can't speak a bad word about them. Um, but when you, if you want to walk in at 3am in the morning, now while my parents wouldn't have cared, I would have cared. I would have cared if I made a noise. Yeah. I would have wondered it's about... Like the, you go back to those values that you, you were living by as a, as a, as a, yeah. as a teenager, as it were. Like, they're still in your head. And, you know, you're yeah. still in your, you're in your childhood bedroom. You've suddenly yeah. got a degree, you've got a professional job, and you're in your childhood bedroom. Now... Don't get me wrong, what I'm doing is much more expensive. I've moved out. Um, and I'm skint because of it. You know, and I don't are you, need... Are, are you roommating as well, or is it a one bed? No, so there's three of us. We've got a nice flat. Um, I lived in an awful place before this, above a KFC. Um, 
absolutely terrible place, but loved it because when when you move out for uni, you have to live for yourself. You have to look after yourself. You have to do your own cleaning, cooking. And when you move back home, as many people are fortunate now, and I know a lot of people do chores, and I did I did chores as well. It's still not as hard as living on your own. You know, yeah. don't have to worry about when council tax is being paid or your water bill or all those things. That it's a little bit easier. And it's all set up and before, isn't it? It is. It is, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But and I know I'm going to lose all the money I'd I'd save if I've moved back home. I know I'm just prepared that that's one of the elements in my decision making that's going to happen. But I needed it to not be easy. I yeah. need to get. I think that's right. I need to get going with life. Yeah. You know, um, I was worried I'd stagnate if I was at home, if I wouldn't move out, you know. So that, that's why I did it. Um, I wanted to take a bit more risk. I wanted to, you know, I'm not, you know, I've never been an idiot. I never come back at, you know, on a work night late, late, sorry, early in the morning and do anything stupid. That's just not my personality. But, you know, I changed the hockey club I play at. I, have changed a group of mates because I have to because there are different people around here. I still keep in touch with everyone, but new groups. And there's a sometimes you realize you need to grow up again. There are stages in life, and this was one of them. I grew up when I went to Spain for two months. I grew up at university, and I needed to grow up again. And yeah. this was, uh, yeah, didn't mean yeah, it was watershed moments where you just it goes and happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's a little bit of a weird one, you know. I've moved out of home potentially for the last time, um, which hasn't quite sunk in yet. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back at some point if we're honest to save up the money for the deposit uh, and deal with all of that. But that's that's an odd feeling, you know. You move out for university, you move out to cycle abroad, you're coming home, you're out for so many months or so many weeks, and then at some point in life, you move out from home and you don't you're not coming back and that's that's a weird one so yeah. and you're on your own and you're changing all your addresses and you don't you're not a, you're not a dependent in the same way you're not you're not looked after it's, it's on you now and yeah you've got full control of what you're doing yeah you do and you have to you know but you also have to own up to your mistakes and stuff you know suddenly when the internet goes out and you've got a stressful week at work. You've now got to work that out with your work hours and everything else. And that's suddenly being in on a Tuesday morning for four hours is a real hassle. Um, it's very much get up and go and do it and, and no time to rest anymore, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have to also try not to live for the weekends, you know. That's a really easy yeah. one to slip into. Because uh, suddenly... Like you are, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but if you think about it, if you work all week, pretty tough, and then you hit, and then you get drunk on Friday, really drunk, and I, I have, I'm not, I'm not perfect, and then you do it again on Saturday, you're recovering Sunday, and then you're back in work, and suddenly two weeks has gone past, and you haven't even blinked. Yeah. You know, you spent all your money at the weekend, rent's due at the end of the month, and you're going, this is going to be tight. So th- stuff like that takes place. Um, bit scary Um, but you do have to work that one out you know and if you want to follow a career in cycling 
you probably can't move out, you know, for a little while until you until you hit those big paychecks. But that's one of those that's one of those sacrifices you make, you know. I've given up my you know, my deposit probably on a house to do this and but you know, you gotta work it if you wanna do this, you might have to give up other things. Yeah. Me. Hard hitting, isn't it? Hard hitting. Yeah. <laughs> the world's the world's not a lovely place. No, no. But uh, like you said, you're just learning as quickly as you can do. So Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the mottos that I've come up with in the last years that, you know, he who learns fastest can and then it ends there. So whoever reads that can put what they want on the end. Um, yeah. Okay. Like for me, it's he who learns fastest will prevail because I want to be better than everyone else. So. Yeah. But for, for someone else, it might be well, he who learns fastest can. You know, yeah. I don't know what else. Leave work first. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So. Yeah. And then, kind of, I would say to round it off, like, did because the uni does a lot of marketing in some ways to say we're here for you if if you need anything you know help with cvs and stuff after they've graduated did you use any of those did did they reach out to you or is it um not i mean the university are wrong i get the emails all the time they are trying to reach out to me so it's not on them yeah um it's a choice that you 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 want to do it yourself yeah i I got very fortunate i i got the job i really liked within 15 applications I had all fishing applications in two days. Um, I, I sat down. It's a numbers game. Um, you've got to knock them out. Don't do one a day. Do do ten a day minimum. You know, it's a couple of so hours. That's different jobs, so yeah, it's a different job applications. I had a spreadsheet running to track everything with lots of lots of formulas and everything else. You know, complete accountant at heart. I knew what I wanted and. I used the Surrey sites to apply where necessary, and I used other sites. Um, I asked some lecturers for advice when I got my job offers, um, or I had a job offer that I liked and one that was still prospecting, one that was you know was in the interview process for, and they were great for helping me there. Um, but I had quite a good relationship with the lecturers as well, um, which is something that can't go without you know understated. I I tried to make sure that worked, you know. I did go to them for help throughout the years while I was uni and got along with them quite well. Um, so when I wanted the advice, you know, they were prepared to give it. And, you know, sorry, I tried to reach out and they, they've been good, but I just haven't taken them up on the offer. So. Yeah. Got, oh. yeah. Awesome. That's right. And then, so, yeah, you're just cracking on with a job. That's what's coming up, and just yeah, yeah. it's a job, it's exams. Solidify, um, solidifying the next year to make it second nature, I guess. Yeah, so accountancy is a minimum of three years to qualify. Right. So it's another. It's yeah, you know, it's as long as a degree, really. It, yeah. Well, actually, longer because it's three full years, not September to you know. Uni's really only two and a half two and three quarter years if you really break it down um this is three years um minimum and i've got to do 10 more exams between now and qualifying if that's what i want if that's what i decide to stick with 
Um, and then I've got to assess if where I want to go in life and what path is right for me. I really like the company I'm at, but they, you know, but I don't know where I'll be in two and a half, three years. Um, um, ever changing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. There's a million things and I might, you know, I might get caught off guard by an opportunity and go down that route. So I've got to work all that out. Yeah. Just being, just be instinctual with it, like on the hockey pitch, man. Yeah, yeah. Any, anyone can do. Exactly. No, exactly. No, it's been great. It's been great. No, cheers, Tom. Great to be on the Choppers podcast, and hopefully you'll have me back one day. I can't wait for this to blow up.